And it always takes a couple minutes just for it to kick in, of course. All right. Hello and welcome, Just a Family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV. I am your host, Melissa Kretschler. I am also identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, and the founder of the Women Supporting Women Can Network. Um, so reach out to me. All my links are in the description. Um, today's episode is sponsored by Sassy Coach. And I love that. And we're going to get into that in a minute. Um, they're offering you quite a few things in today's sponsorship. So they're offering you a free ebook, five badass letters to unlock and celebrate your sassy life after abuse. And that actually shares, you know, Christine's story, but also how she created sassy and where it came from. So I'm super excited for that. Um, along with the ebook, you can have, you know, a free one hour session, a free Mary Kay facial be done via Zoom and a free Mary Kay product um, with a uh, limit value of $25. So I am super excited for today's episode. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about are you addicted to abuse? And I just did a TikTok on that to preemptively do today's episode. And it's shocking when and I'm not even, I'll wait to get into that. So I apologize for anybody watching or catching the replay, please like, follow and share just a live TV on all of your social media accounts. We are across most social media platforms. We also have a newsletter that sends out when we are live, when we're going live, what's upcoming during the week and merch, which will be coming in the near future. So today my guest host is none other than Sassy Coach creator, Christine Malik. Please introduce yourself. Hi there. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Melissa. I really appreciate this very, very much. Um, my name is Christine. I am the Sassy Coach. And as Melissa said, we will get into what Sassy stands for. But what I do is I help other women specifically that have been in some sort of form of abuse. I help them get from not feeling real good about themselves to feeling that full sassiness. That's that's where we're going. As soon as you're ready, I will be more than happy to tell you all about sassy. <laughs> you do. You actually called okay. me. You told me that I was sassy. So I would love you to know exactly are. what sassy stands for. I know that, you know, for the most part, we don't promote on the show. But to give an idea of what sassy actually means, I'd love to hear that. Because you're, you do work with people on the topic that we're talking about today. So Tell us what SASI actually means. All right. SASI stands for, and it's S-A-S-S-I, and that is strong, assertive, smart, sexy, and independent. And that's who we are as women. As, as being a, an abusive, abused woman, we, we lost all that. We had it before, maybe not all of it, maybe most of it, doesn't matter, but we had some, port of, some part of SASI before and then the abuse kicked in and we went through all those negative things. So it's it's my goal, it's my vision, um, it's my path in life to help other abuse victims to get to sassy, to bring that back out again, to find that inner sassiness and to say, hey, you know what? I am strong, assertive, smart, sexy, and independent, however that means for each an individual woman. Absolutely. And, and I absolutely love that because we are, we need that. 
And you and I do similar yes. things in different roles and different in different spheres where, you know, I'm an identity coach. And part of that is is rebuilding from our core, right? Rebuilding from that core of who we are, not what everybody else thinks we are or, you know, every situation. We think that, you know, as addicts or abuse victims that we are, you know, that's our label now right? I'm a victim or I'm an addict. That's not your label. That has been a part of your story and that will continue to be a part of your story, but it's not who you are. So exactly. let, me start, let me start with the TikTok that I did today. Did you end up catching it? I know I tagged you in it. Did you- I did. I did. I did. I loved it. I loved it. Thank you. And, um, you know, I'm finally getting used to doing videos. Um, <laughs> so I, me too. Yeah. The first thing I mentioned in that video was when somebody says addiction, what's the first thing that people think about when, when they hear the word addiction, they think of drugs, they think of alcohol, you know, even sex, smoking, right? They don't actually think that situations, people, we can be addicted to anything, absolutely anything. And there are two very specific variations of addiction. Um, so one is the cause and, and one is, well, I guess we no, they're both the same. So, so I apologize. I'm trying to word that properly. So addiction is, what is addiction? Addiction is a need to replace, remove, or reveal an emotion, right? So me being addicted, I'm a smoker, right? So I'm a smoker. I smoke. Um, my addiction to smoking stems from my need to de-stress, right? Smoking for me is like a de-stressor. If I'm talking a lot, if I'm on the phone and I'm venting, I'm smoking. Like (laughs) I'm outside, I'm pacing, I'm smoking. Um, So for me, my correlation between smoking and the addiction is the need to de-stress. It's a a stress reliever for me, which of course is not healthy. Um, Addiction in a sense of drugs, alcohol, abuse, um, any of those is the need to feel a certain way. Now, when if I if I turned around to somebody who has been in an abusive relationship, because we are talking about abusive relationships as well. If you're in an abusive relationship, you become addicted to that relationship or addicted to that type of relationship because it becomes comfortable. Anything outside of that relationship is scary. You don't trust it. You don't know it. And you become addicted to being comfortable in that relationship, whether whether it's truly actually comfortable or not. So addiction is a need to replace, remove, or, or find comfort in whatever it is that's, that you're addicted to. So when people truly understand that what causes addiction, what addiction truly is, it changes the way you think of it, right? Because if we as individuals, and I'm sorry, I'm monopolizing this first few minutes. No, 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 you're fine. When we as as individuals realize that our addiction is stemming from a need to replace, remove, or recreate a feeling, we can identify, okay, what is that feeling? What are we avoiding? What are we trying to create? What, what is that feeling? And how can I create or remove that feeling without the addiction? Right? Um, uh, self-harm. So I didn't, my very first episode, and you can only find this episode on Facebook or YouTube. The very first episode of the show we did, we did with my 19-year-old son. 
and he would cut, he would self-harm. And I did a ton of research at the time of what that meant and what it was for. Everybody was like, oh, it's just for attention. It's actually not. So self-mutilation or self-harm is actually a coping mechanism for emotions that you have, you don't know how to process. Addiction is the same exactly. thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's not being able to process those emotions or those situations or, or anything like that. So we turn to addiction. Now there are people who are forced into addiction. I, I will absolutely, there's no shame. Um, there's no shame if you are an addict or if you're addicted to abuse, there is absolutely no shame. We all go through the cycle of addiction one way or another, all of us, nobody is free from that. Whether it's addictive thought processes, addiction to self-sabotage, like the list is endless, 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 yes. endless on yes. what we're addicted to. Unfortunately, it is. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, it is. I, I think I think that it it also stems from, and as as you had said, not having those coping mechanisms. We didn't know. We weren't taught, and especially my generation. I'm I'm in my <clears throat> mid fifties, so um, my parents and their parents, you know, everything was swept under the carpet. That you didn't know how to handle addictions. You you know, housewives way back then in the early fifties and sixties. They were taught you, you're barefoot and pregnant. That's what you were supposed to do. And you were supposed to make sure dinner was done, house was clean, and everything was neat and tidy and in place and in order. And if somebody had a problem, you didn't discuss it. You didn't talk about it. And I think that's where our generation, at least now in 2022 and, and, and even you know the last two years, that we have begun, begun to open up about this, that we can talk about it. And that's one of the things that I... I encourage so much is open up, talk to somebody, find somebody to talk to, find a coach as yourself, myself, <coughs> excuse me, find a friend, um, you know, especially when it comes to, yes, yes, they're out there. They are there. Um, and especially when it comes to the abuse that we're talking about today, not so much the alcohol, because I think, at least in my case, I know I was an alcoholic before I was in an abusive situation. But the alcoholism, because of the abusive situation, got so much worse. And in between all that, I then became addicted because the alcohol wasn't enough. Um, I became addicted to pain pills. Um, there's there's this, the side effects that you try and deal with and cope, as you had said, with with that abuse and 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 because there, I didn't have my mom. My mom had already had already passed away, so I didn't have my mom. I certainly wasn't going to my only daughter and say, "Hey, how do I fix this?" She's an adult, you know. I should have at the time, but she didn't know because we didn't talk about it. It wasn't foremost in her, you know her and my father's her father's re relationship. We we didn't have that. There was no abuse in my first marriage, um, so it it wasn't something that was talked about. So we, we need to open those lines of communication and things like this truly help. If, if, it, if somebody gets one tiny little piece of nugget and says, you know what, I need to talk to somebody. Let me find somebody to talk to, whether it's your, yourself, myself, you got to reach out as, as abused women, we have got to reach out. And that's probably the, the biggest part of my, my mission is, is 
we have to bring this forefront. We have to bring this forward. It is not talked about enough. There is still a lot of stigma associated with abuse um, and, and where it came from and where it stems from. And domestic violence is at an all-time high right now with the pandemic, with being stuck at home, all of it. It's, it's at an all-time high. You know that... <laughs> That's the, the statistic is one in four women, one in four will experience domestic abuse and violence in their lifetime. One in four and one in seven do not make it out alive. And I'm sorry, that's a statistic that I just feel we can change that. We can change that, those statistics. Yeah, absolutely. By being informed, by being, you know, conscious of it by having support groups. We have a group called uh, the Women Supporting Women Network. Um, it's actually the Women Supporting Women Can Network. While we, I don't know offhand if we do have domestic violence survivors in that group, there are a lot of groups, a lot of organizations, a lot of companies now who help support domestic violence. The um, hand signal that if you are in trouble and you need help, if you're at a doctor's office or anywhere else, and you use that universal signal. So again, palm up, finger in, close. That's, that is the universal now signal that I yep. need help. So yep. for anybody watching, if this is something that you resonate, please try to get help. We know it's not easy. We know it's not. not easy. I have never been in a domestic violence relationship. I can say that I am not one of the one in four. I have been in violent situations. I have been, you know, verbally, mentally. I have never been physically abused. Um, sexually, yes, not physically. Um, but again, it's still, it's still a global thing that's going on. There are communities and cultures where it is absolutely acceptable. We came from a generation, not you and I, but beforehand, where it was acceptable to be, excuse me, to abuse your partner. It was accepted. And we're growing out of that. You were talking about generational. Our generations, generations before us didn't talk about it. Even my own husband would be like, we don't talk to kids about finances. I said, why not? How are they supposed to learn? Right? Exactly. Um, I'm always teaching my kids, you know, it's okay to be unhappy. It's okay to, you know, struggle. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to cry. It's, and I show them that by doing it myself because that's how they learn. Our parents didn't do that because everything was behind closed doors. Everything was hidden. You didn't talk to your children about that. Um, and none of it was, was common knowledge or even talked about. So that one exactly. four has been years in the making it has constantly been that. It's just now we're talking about it. Now we're bringing it to light. If this show can do every day some good for even one person, then that's what the show is going to do. That's why it's a talk show, right? Because we want to talk. We want to make you know that it is okay to be where you're at. If you are in a domestic violence situation or an abusive situation, an addictive situation, it is okay. You are not alone. You may feel alone. You may feel like you're that you're lost, that you don't know who you are, that you're not capable of getting out. You are. It may take time. 
Let's start planning. There are groups out there that can help you plan an escape plan that is safe for you, your children. Um, there are ways yes. to do it. And, and I encourage yes. you yeah. to, to reach out, even if it is joining a Facebook group and finding those resources, even if it is, you know, going to your local women's shelter and saying, you know, I need help. And you were saying, or, or the reason why we did this is because there is a stage that once you get out now, if anybody's watched the movie made, I highly, highly ask you to watch the, the, not the movie, the series made. That series is all about domestic violence and it's all about the stages of domestic violence. One of the stages that they highlight in there is going back. And when you go back, there are a multitude of reasons why, but one of the main reasons you go back is the addiction to the abuse. Not that you want to get hit, not that you want to be verbally, physically, or mentally abused. You don't want that. We know that you don't want that. But when there is an addiction in place to that abuse, it is so easy to fall back in those patterns. How many people, when they try to quit smoking, go back to smoking? How many people, when they drink, they go back to drinking? There is a way to do it so that you logically know and find support in that abuse addiction phase of getting out and that's yes it's 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 right and it's knowing that that it's okay to have those feelings just as you know a a recovering alcoholic that has a slip a recovering drug addict that has and that's what it's called it's a slip okay and i've been through both aa and na it's a slip and and going back to the abuser it's a slip it's okay we we need to for women to know that it's okay to have that feeling. It's okay to go back there. Okay, so you went back, it, you know, the, and believe me, it's it's very easy to go back to that situation because that abuser will say, honey, I'm so sorry. I changed. I promise it'll never happen again. We hear those stories. We hear those words. And a few days will go by or a week will go by and everything will be fine. And you, you get that that false sense of security and you think, okay, everything's good. Everything's going to change. But yes, you know, the, the addicted to the abuse part, those chemicals and that need inside her body says, okay, where is it? Where is it? The little by little unconsciously we create situations that bring on that abuse and Knowing that is half the battle. Our knowledge is, 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 you know, golden. We have to know that. But until you talk to somebody and get in with a coach or somebody that can help with that, we don't, and believe me, I've, I've gone back and, and I've allowed him, actually it was kind of the other way around. It was my house. I owned it, but I allowed him to come back into the house, even though I knew in my heart of hearts and in my smart brain that this is not what I want. This is not where I'm supposed to be. I let him come back into the house and I got the, I promise it'll never happen again. I'm so sorry. The the genuine, and there was some genuine pleading that he was sorry. And I believed it. And I, because I'm a trusting soul. I, you know, I love this man. I did. Um, But, you know, we, we, we start to create those little 
you know, maybe the sandwich wasn't done just quite right. Maybe subconsciously we did that on purpose because we, we, we did get addicted to that. That first one wasn't enough the, you know, just like drugs, alcohol, sex, chocolate, <laughs> you know, I mean, how many of us are addicted to chocolate? Okay. I'll tell you that right now that I love chocolate. See, <laughs> you know? so so what do we do? We, you know, we go to the grocery store, we buy chocolate. Exactly. Even though we're not, we know we're not supposed to. And we know that if we take it home, we're not going to stop with just one or two bites. The abuse in the, in the situation in the home is no different. Yeah. I was, I was, I was going to ask about that and challenge every woman that watches or every man that watches is how the self-sabotage too, right? Um, we did yes. an episode and, and for anybody watching, we did an episode called addiction from a partner's perspective and the mm. partner, the, the lady that we talked to on that episode is works with Al-Anon, uh, not like she, she, she's a, you know, partner of an addict. And, um, she even said on that episode, and I just want to reiterate this again, is that you become so addicted to their behavior you become so comfortable in that in their behavior that when you start to create a space where there isn't that behavior, it's so unusual. You don't know who your partner is. You don't even know who you are. And then you're like, oh, what, what do I do? Like, do I, do I, you know, like revert? And then you'll do things. And I'm not saying exactly. that it's, I'm not saying it's a victim's fault. But you mm-hmm. will do things to encourage the abuse because you are addicted to the normalcy of it. And that's what it is. It becomes normal. Every addiction then becomes a normal part of your life. That's why. Right. And you have to. Yeah. And you have to remember, it's not like that, that abuse started from day one that you met this person. Okay. You know, it wasn't week one. It wasn't, you know, week 25. It, 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 it happens over time yeah. and it, it starts very little on the Hill until, you know, I mean, I was, I was married to this person for six and a half years and it did not start. He came in like a knight in you know, shining armor. He was absolutely beautiful. I fell in love with this man and I probably still have feelings or at least that I didn't go through the grieving process of losing a partner. Um, and I don't mean physically other than he's, he's not in my life anymore. Um, so that, that abuse happens little by little over time. It, it climbs those stairs to where it gets to a point. So you become accustomed to it and, and you make excuses for it. It, it could be, you know, the, it, it could start out small with just the verbal abuse. Okay. It could start, start out small with the sexual abuse that honey, I'm, you know, that you get the honey, I'm horny. Let's, let's, you know, have sex because it's not making love. There's a difference. And you say no, but you love this man and this is what he wants. So you think that's what you're supposed to do. Um, you know, it, it starts little and it starts gradual until it finally builds till there are other factors within the relationship that it could be a normal, what a normal couple would fight about, okay, and say, okay, well, you know, you spent too much money on this, or you spent too much money on that, you know, and you have a disagreement, and you have an argument, well, in an abusive situation, that is now fuel for the fire for him to be able to say, or her, I mean, I, I know I say him, but it could go either way, because one in seven men are abused in their lifetime by women, um, but it gives that that abuser 
the go ahead for now that physical abuse. You've already had the sexual abuse. You've had the verbal abuse. You've had the mental abuse. You know, why do you do this? You know, you're no good. You're, you know, all those things that, that you were told throughout those weeks and years of that relationship. Now it gives him the opportunity for that physical abuse to come in. And that first one, yeah, it hurts. It, you know, it could be the slap across the face. It could be, you know, a really hard punch in your solar plexus and in your stomach. Um, I mean, it could, it ranges from, I don't want to say mild, but not as severe as what some of us go through. Um, I've had broken bones. I've had a gunshot wound to the head. You know, I've had the black eyes I've, and I've made, excuse the broken wrist, you know, the three cracked ribs, I've had it all. Although I'm sure I'm not, and I don't want to take away from anybody else out there because it can get worse. Because obviously, as I said, that same one in seven statistic of women not making it out. I made it out. Um, but it, 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 you make excuses then because not only have you had those bad times gradually increasing, but you're also establishing a life with this person. And that was one of the things that relationship to be in place. Um, and very negative repercussions that we are still trying to deal with and sort out and that aren't resolved. And so when you still have a lot of that reminder, right? It's like you cut your finger. Let's just say you, you get injured. You do something stupid, you get injured, right? And every so often, sorry, <laughs> every so often you go to move and you hit that injury, right? And it's that constant reminder that you've injured yourself, right? Eventually it'll become a scar and you don't, you're not feeling that pain anymore because it's healed, right? Unfortunately, I'm in the place where it's not healed because every so often I get a reminder that it's still there, that there's still more to deal with. There's still more to put aside. There's still more to figure out. Um, but yeah, you are right. As once that's done and, and able to, to do that for sure. I don't, you know, I don't walk around constantly thinking of, of, you know, my family. I don't walk around constantly thinking about how much anger I hold for them or, you know, anything along those lines, but absolutely. My belief right now is still anger. My emotional reaction right now is still anger. And, and you know what, until that gets resolved, by me, by, you know, my actions and my thoughts and the processes that I have to go through, that is where I am. So for anybody watching, it's okay to still be in that anger. It is Absolutely. okay to go through those processes. Yeah. We're, neither one of us are saying that you aren't supposed to go through those processes. We have no emotional bypasses at all. Exactly. This, you cannot skip to where I am. Yeah. The, what you're talking about, Melissa, you absolutely have to go there. Right. And it's almost like I'm reminded of Michael Singer's book, uh, The Untethered Soul, right, where he talks about like that pain that we carry and then we wrap, but then we wrap that and then we wrap around ourselves. But when you hit it, it's like and we wrap so much around it thinking, oh, like it's not there. But the moment we hit it, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's there. And no matter how much protection we wrap ourselves in. Right. And it can be whatever shape that takes for you, right? Addiction or distraction or, um, you know, eating or, or you know, crazy behavior, pushing yourself, um, whatever form it takes is still over protection, 
Right. And so like anger is a stage in the process of, yeah. right? So no emotional bypasses, please, because the only way to get to here is to like sit in that messy, angry, shame-filled, revolting space with a willingness to take the next step. Mm -hmm. That's all that's needed here. Is there a willingness? So that's why when you ask me, like, what do you tell the client? Is there a willingness? Because if there's an opening, if there's just even the slightest crack of an opening, then this is possible for you. Mm-hmm. But all you that, you know, we love and accept you where you're at because none of us are in the same spot. So that's today's episode. And again, unfortunately, due to unforeseen circumstances, my co-host couldn't be with me today. So I came all by myself, um, which is highly awkward for me. And I don't like speaking to just myself. It makes me feel really, really weird. Um, so thank you, Lisa Marie, for joining me on uh, in the chat. And for all of you, please like, follow, and share the show. Um, we're always looking for guest speakers, featured topics. If you, even if you don't want to be on the show, if you have a topic that you want to be seen on the show, message me and and let's talk about featured topics. And we're always looking for sponsors. And there's a lot of new stuff coming, especially with WSW, which is Women Supporting Women Can Network. Um, yeah, let's connect, like, and follow on your social platforms and take a look at what we've got to offer and take a look at me. If you want all of my links to all of my businesses are posted below. And I hope you all have an amazingly wonderful day, evening, weekend, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whenever you're watching, I'll see you on the next episode.